0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode forty-three of Therapy Thoughts with Lindsay. And although we might be back live and in person sooner rather than later, for now we are still distantly, distantly doing this. And Randy Cash is way over there. Hey, hey, how are you it going? going? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's it's going good. I um kind of cracking up. Okay, so I've got to be like on it today. Let me explain. Right. I actually had a client, you know, I'm always telling people if they want to schedule a coaching or consulting session, just, you know, give me a message, send me a, uh, send me a message, give me a call, whatever. Um, had somebody come in and, um, or call me and say, yeah, you know, I, um, i I've, I've listened to 24 of your podcast episodes and I really do get some good info from it. But sometimes you and Randy are just like, Playing around and laughing, and it's almost like it takes a little bit for you to get to the point. <laughs>
1: Which I have that me effect up. on people quite a bit. <laughs> I don't mean to, it, it just happens.
0: I know, right? It wasn't an intentional thing. So, but you know, I am really somebody that like, I listen to feedback. I want, I want it to be effective and helpful, you know, stuff. And so, you know, they did go on to say that they've learned some things in listening to the episodes, but I thought, okay. So then I did an Instagram poll and I said, so when you listen to a podcast, what do you prefer? Like short and to the point or, you know, banter and funniness is, is okay and acceptable because I think what happens is this, because we've done radio together for so long And that's really where I started this whole recording side of my career. Um, Live radio and podcasting is just different. You know, it's like the live radio, you kind of have to fill the time and you've got breaks and commercials and stuff like that. that kind of break it up with the podcast. You're just kind of like, okay, let's get in, do the work and then get out. Right? So, I am going to really attempt to take this feedback and just let people know I'm a work in progress. Like, I totally am open to feedback. I want to hear what works and doesn't work, you know, for people that listen and and watch. But yeah, so definitely we're going to try and like take the funny, silly down a notch and just get to the point. We'll see if I can do it.
1: (laughs) Okay. I'll keep my stuff to one to three word answers and just one
0: to three words. Okay. Okay. Well, So today, actually, what I want to talk about. So I've, I've got the Relationship Communication Workshop. It is up and going. I've got a few participants that are going through the steps. And it's really a kind of a fun process. You, you go through and you set up like your membership info. And then all you do is you log into the membership portal. Anytime you want to do some work on the workshop, you go through whichever lesson you're at and then you sort of internalize that info and kind of click off and get to process through it and then come back and the next lesson will be ready for you. So it's it's really a fun kind of process. I really like that. I'm learning how to present the information in this way, but One of the lessons that we dig into pretty deep in the workshop, there's a whole video series on this, is the importance of learning how to respond emotionally and thoughtfully rather than just react from like, Hurt emotion, right? Emotion's not a bad thing. I want people to feel their feelings. I mean, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I feel things deeply, okay, that's great. And I'm not asking you not to feel your feelings, but I am asking you to sort of go back to that place of asking yourself before you react to those emotions, is that really the way you want to show up? In your relationship, in your life, do you want to just be this emotionally reactive person that's constantly walking around almost like an exposed nerve where anytime somebody pokes it, it just, you know, zings you and you've got to react? Or do you want to learn how to slow that process down so that you can actually respond in a thoughtful but emotional manner?
1: Does that make sense? Do you get where I'm going with this? 100%. I believe. For me personally, as an emotional type person, I used to be very guilty of that. And it takes a lot for me to like, OK, stop, breathe, think this through. Because mm-hmm. when I'm running on emotion, like you said, you're just feeling and you, you might do or say some things you don't necessarily mean or you might just phrase them in a way that you yep. don't want to. And if you kind of calm down and think through a little bit, you might find a more better approach. a more better. Yeah. Yeah. No,
0: it does. A more better approach. That's what we're going to go with. Um, yeah, it, it really does though, because I mean, what happens is if you give yourself that time to just slow down and process through what it is that you're feeling, it's the difference between just reacting from hurt feelings and maybe saying something you don't mean, or potentially, you know, just being really hurtful with your words or, you know, just, Not being at your best. You know, I talk all the time about the importance of like, are you responding from your best? Are you giving yourself a chance to show up at your best? Or if you're constantly in reaction mode, it's probably going to also feel very chaotic emotionally for you where, you know, anytime somebody says something, does something you know, gives you some input that is not what you want to hear, rather than letting it just be about them and not taking it personally, you take it personally, you get emotionally hooked into that feeling. And then you start reacting and potentially saying things you don't mean or hurting somebody else or, you know, sort of that I'm going to hurt you because you hurt me kind of mentality, where if you were to just give it a little bit of time, five minutes 5 hours. I don't know if 5 days is always necessary. I guess depending on the the severity of the incident, but then you come back to the situation. You're like, "Hey, can we talk about earlier? I, you know, my feelings are just feeling really exposed or really hurt." Could we sit and chat about that for a minute? And that's part of this developing courageous conversation, the ability to actually have deep, meaningful conversation, even if you don't agree on every topic you're discussing in a way where no one's walking away with hurt feelings. Even if you don't like everything that's been discussed, you're not walking away feeling like your enemies with your significant other. It's like, oh yeah, you know, we... We are on this same team, like we're in this together, like they're on this side, I'm on this side, and sometimes we may not agree, but we're always on the same side, right? And that's hard sometimes for people to sort of wrap their head around, especially in the heat of the moment when things are very mm, just like ratcheted way up, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely, because you can accidentally really hurt someone's feelings even more when you're running on emotion, you know what I mean?
0: hmm Absolutely. It, it's sort of that, you know, intentions matter and it's important to be able to get your emotion out. I never want someone to stuff the emotion or feel like they can't express themselves. That is not what we're going for. But, you know, even using that relationship checklist that I talk about a lot that like, does it need to be said? Does it need to be said now? does it need to be said by me? Sometimes just using that can help slow your process down enough to kind of say like, okay, maybe this is something that does need to be said. It's just not the right time. And if we can come back to it when emotions are a little lower, or maybe we've turned down that intensity some, we may have a much more productive conversation overall.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I personally believe that you will get farther when you're not running on emotion, when you're thinking clearly and you're actually able to have a conversation and you're because when you're emotional, man, everything's amped up, your adrenaline's flowing Mm -hmm. and everything. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. And I find, too, it happens a lot. You know, couples will, you know, come see me or, you know, we'll have a video session. And one of the things that seems to happen is that if there are any levels of intoxication or, you know, like coming up, I guess it's this upcoming weekend is, you know, 4th of July, it's hard to believe, but it is sometimes when there's a lot of alcohol or other substances involved, it can make your, your ability to react in maybe the most healthy way a little more difficult. And so sometimes that's why you'll find that during like big drinking holidays people might get into fights or arguments or fig- feel like they're having, you know, kind of that World War 3 sort of conversation that just spirals and spirals because you're not always at your your best in those moments. It doesn't mean don't drink, it doesn't mean don't have a good time, but it does mean don't feel like that's the best moment to now sit down and discuss the next 50 years of your life plan. That may not be so helpful.
1: Yeah, just, absolutely. Just because that out there. <laughs> when you're especially if you're buzzed, you might have like we've talked in the previous episodes of those lingering thoughts and emotions that you haven't gotten to yet. And if you're a little yep. buzzed, those things can come out and they can come out yep. in a very unproductive way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's almost like they, um, you know, it, it lowers those inhibitions a bit or that filter that lets you say like, oh, yeah, like, is this really the best time and place to have this conversation? And, you know, sometimes, too, I feel like it's helpful because like, let's say that you're having, you know, just like the worst day ever and you come in and your significant other greets you happily. Hey, sweetheart, how's it going? And you're real gruff with them or maybe you're real curt or you're short or you're You're not real, you know, effusive with your greeting. It doesn't mean that you have to walk on eggshells, but sometimes just giving somebody a warning, you know, like, hey, I may not be at my best right now. It's been a really long day or I have a headache or I don't feel great today. And so if I say something or do something that's just not real received well, so to speak, please know that I'm not over here trying to hurt your feelings Sometimes just putting that word around it can help give someone a bit of a, you know, a framework to understand where you're coming from. And then not that it completely eliminates, you know, your need to check yourself every now and then, but at least it gives them a warning, you know.
1: Absolutely. And knowing me as well as you do, I tend to be a bit emotional. I've learned over the years. In this situation, I will say, hey, man, I'm a bit cranky right now. It has nothing Mm -hmm. to do with you. I've had a rough Mm -hmm. day, but I need a few minutes to kind of calm down and chill out, Mm -hmm. and then we can do what needs to be done.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Or like in that moment, you know, if you walk in and, and your partner says, you know, hey, can we talk about this issue that I'm having? Okay, and depending on what it is, maybe that's that's okay. But if it's a really deep, serious situation and you don't feel like you're at a place where you can really have that conversation, that's part of what I talk about, not only in the workshop, but just in the free guide that you can download, the importance of scheduling time to have those you know, more deep conversations because it's not always the best time for everyone. Just because it's good for you doesn't mean it's good for your significant other and vice versa or maybe you're in the middle of talking and you know your kid gets sick or your dog has an issue or there's some commotion outside that you have to go deal with you know it's not always going to be conducive to sit down and have those long conversations so I really do recommend trying to learn how to schedule some time to have courageous conversation practice that's kind of what I call it Um, and throughout the workshop we sort of go back to that you know foundational point of let's have Some courageous conversation practice because we can always get better at it. And, you know, I am just as guilty as an ex-person of not always approaching things like, quote, unquote, the way I should. Doesn't mean that I'm just this terrible person because I made a mistake. But I do have to sometimes circle back and go, you know, I do this work every day, day in and day out. But there are still moments where I just don't quite apply it the way I need to be. So I can own that. You know, I apologize. Can we reset? Can we restart? You know, let's let's work on this.
1: Everyone has a bad day. And if you're going to have these kinds of conversations, timing is everything. I practice yes. with my pillow.
0: <laughs> what does that even mean? Do I even want to know? You
1: no, know, I had to throw a joke in. I'm sorry.
0: You're a mess. No, that's funny. Hey, I think we did pretty good. I don't know exactly how long it's been, but I mean, we're doing pretty good with this whole like not being overly whatever. Overly silly, talky. I figured it whatever. was close
1: to the end, so I could just throw one in.
0: <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. No, I really do, though. I I like that people are willing to give me feedback. I think that's also a sign of growth. You know, not only is it growth in a relationship to be able to hear feedback and kind of absorb it and try and do better tomorrow. But it's really important, I think, in in any type of business, really, that you can hear feedback and that you can be, you know, open to what someone has to tell you. So, you know, another thing that's really helped with that, I know we got to wrap up, but I'll just say. So I am almost completely certified to give those DISC examinations or assessments that I was telling you about, Mm -hmm. which I still think you need to fill yours out. I don't think you've done it yet. Just side note. I started
1: to and it took. A bit longer than I wanted, and it didn't. Sa- it doesn't save.
0: It doesn't save. It does the actual assessment for anybody that's listening. They're like, "What is she talking about?" DISC is just a. It's a profile assessment that looks at various levels of how you show up, personality-wise, and what are the driving forces behind who you are and and kind of why you show up the way that you do. And it, it sort of gives you a, a specialized graph to understand where you show up and how that you know, kind of fits in with like the general population as well as it's, it's possible that you can look at it like in relationships. So I'm going to do a whole episode on it in the future. But anyways, my whole point is that I'm almost certified. So in the coming weeks, I'm going to probably have to do an episode talking about all of the ins and outs of the disc profile. But in order to do that, Mr. Cash, I'm going to need you to finish yours because we have to be able to debrief you over an episode.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's on a browser on my phone. I have on the Internet a bunch of browsers open from things that I'm Uh doing, and the disk profile is on there in between some video stuff and other stuff.
0: Well, I will say it takes about, to to do a really good assessment takes somewhere between 25 and 35 minutes is like a good average amount of time. If you do it much shorter than that, you may not be really thinking out the questions enough to kind of give a lot of thought process to it. If you do it much longer than that, it might mean that you're overthinking it and then that could skew the results. So I'll just give you that little tidbit, but we will definitely be talking more about the DISC in the coming weeks because I am like so close to the certification and then I get to actually start Start offering it as a service, as a value add to my clients, both individually and from a couple's perspective. So, yay! Yeah, to celebrate. I know, right? If people want to follow along with your hilariousness, where can they find you?
1: If you want to follow along <laughs> with my hilarious shenanigans, you can do so uh-huh. on Instagram at rcashcomedy. Thank you.
0: Awesomeness? Yes, and you do post some funny stuff. I got to watch you go live the other day. That was a lot of fun. I <laughs> it got, was.
1: I bought some new video lights, so I had to test them uh, test them out, so I wanted to check Right.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. If um if you do want to follow along with any of the stuff that I've got going on, go to my website lindsaywalden.com. There are literally links to everything. You can find past blog up uh, I guess, episodes, what's a blog, blog post. There you go. You can find past podcast episodes. You can find a link directly to download my relationship communication guide, which will lead you into your options about the relationship communication workshop. Literally just go to lindsaywalden.com. You'll find all the info and you can send me a message if you can't find the info that you're looking for. On social media, on Facebook, I am at, this is, excuse me, no, on Facebook, I am, at Lindsey Walden Consulting and at Lindsey Walden Therapy. On Instagram, it's at this is Lindsey Walden. On TikTok, it's at this is Lindsey Walden. And then on Pinterest, it's Therapy Thoughts. So there are plenty of ways for you to follow what I've got going on. Always trying to offer value to your life and give you some little you know, tidbits of knowledge that you can go ahead and start using right away. And of course, I'm here if you want to work with me one-on-one. So Lots of ways to do that. Hope you have a fabulous week. Hope you have a great 4th of July and we will be back next week with more.